0: of back-to-back traumatic events, this week of February, hands down, is the worst. But I'm getting through it. I have to get through it. Welcome to One Foot Forward. This is your girl Tasha. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, I hope everybody is having a great day and have had a um, fantastic weekend and ready to get after it this week. I am officially on the Invisalign diet. And so if you've never heard of Invisalign, Invisalign are those clear braces. Um, Y'all, I cannot drink my coffee and eat my chocolate without having to brush my teeth every time I do it, which keeps me from doing it in the car which is helping me break a bad habit. So thank you, Lord. I will take this small victory and um, get on with my life. But if y'all see me drop these 20 pounds real quick, you know it was Invisalign. So dropping pounds. (laughs) As soon as I said that, it took me right into a segue into this, which is sitting and the memory of traumatic events. Back in 2010, I was pulling up to the University of Alabama in Huntsville to train a client. I had my kids in a car because my husband was out of town. As I'm getting off the interstate, an ambulance comes flying through and cuts me off in traffic. I'm already irritated because I've had a bad week Again, like I said in the intro, this week of February brings back a lot of bad memories and something else that just happened two days before that. I'm ticked off. Well, as I drive past the building where my client works, there are police cars and ambulances everywhere. So now I'm freaking out. I'm calling her. She's not answering. I'm calling her again. She's not answering. Like by the 10th time I start having a panic attack. She finally sends me a text and says, meet me in the parking lot of the gym. So I pull in again. My kids are in the car hysterical. They're like, there's a shooter in the Shelby center, which is on the other side of the parking lot from the gym. Now, the gym has all glass windows. I'm from Chicago. So I'm thinking we should be hiding instead of standing out here trying to figure out what's going on. My children are. So this is nine years ago. My children are 6 and 12. Just a week before a middle schooler was shot in the head in the middle of the hallway, my son is sitting in front of the television saying, "Mom, we need to move from Alabama." My 6-year-old is running through the hallway from childcare saying, "People are dead on the third floor." Come to find out a professor shot six fellow professors. of them died. That was the last straw, if I can say. That sent me over the edge with all of the other guilt and pain I was feeling. I was teaching a class that semester as a PE instructor and um, I was on that campus every day training clients. I began to notice a shift where I couldn't eat. I literally ate oatmeal for two months. My stomach couldn't tolerate anything else. Someone very close to me had stopped speaking to me during this time. And I just felt heavy. At the end of this, I had lost almost 20 pounds strictly from anxiety, which is what was wrong with my stomach, IBS, XYZ, or whatever. It was like I became someone that I didn't know. And it is difficult to teach fitness classes when all you've eaten is oatmeal. It took me a long time to sort of take in everything that had happened. And again, not directly affecting me, although I did have a client under a desk, not too far from that room up there, but the environment. And I think it just made me worse because I was already feeling bad. You know how it is when you have a bad day, it seems like it just anything, Um, not enough milk in your coffee. Um, You missed your favorite show by two minutes. It seems like everything just adds on. And a lot of that for me was because I was running trying to pretend that these things never happened and that I was being dramatic and I could just get over it. I literally, a week and a half after that, got on a plane and I ran away from home. There are people who still don't know where I went. And... I'm going to tell you now, it was no place exciting. My cousin lived at Fort Bragg in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I stayed in a hotel room for days. I think he came to see me once. I think I may have went to the bookstore. I stayed in there for days. I just needed a break. I felt that same heaviness this week. Several of these events, and I can think about two, and I'm not going to mention them specifically because there are people who are close to me that do not know the details, which was part of the issue, the shame, the hurt, um, people that I did trust telling me my feelings weren't valid. It's the reason why I haven't shared it with them. And so out of respect, I don't want anybody um, close to me to hear this and say I had no idea. So that's why I'm being super like, what do they call it? Vague booking on Facebook. I'm being vague. But two of these events, no one acknowledged my pain. I was dismissed pretty much. And the pain of that made me take everything that was happening, everything that had happened internally. I am a person that you can tell when I'm stressed. My body takes a physical hit. And I don't just mean the weight gain because that's what happened when my son was shot. But I mean like uh, my stomach swells. Now I have a headache. My back is hurting. It's like all the color drains out of my face. It is something that I cannot hide. And instead of feeling like I could face it, I just ran. It really didn't happen. It really didn't happen until a trigger, <laughs> a trigger sets me off. One of the triggers is when people discuss Nelson Mandela's release from prison, because one of these events happened that day. And it's hard to explain to someone why you are crying Because you heard that Nelson Mandela was freed, it seems like it doesn't make sense. Running, 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 because the crying gives me the the space to just say, oh, I'm having a bad day. No, I had a bad experience. Where I am now is turning myself around from the path and facing it dead on. It's like walking into a head-on collision. Mostly because I have pushed this back for so long. And just thinking about all of these things, my heart starts to feel heavy. And it's almost like I can't believe I survived it. And I can't believe it still hurts. Iyanla Van Zandt is one of my favorite people in the world. And no, I don't know her personally. But if you do, please tell her to call me. But Iyanla says, do your work. Do your work. I decided to just embrace what had happened. And I'm not saying accept it. I'm saying accept it for what it is. And for me, instead of waiting for someone to come and offer me an apology or to say, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you or to say, I'm sorry, this happened. I decided to give myself permission to apologize. I'm sorry that happened to you. I understand how you feel. It's okay to let it go. It's hard and I don't want to say all you have to do is forgive yourself and walk away. That's great. Someone said, something to me like oh you should just be able to and my response was do you have a 12-step program for that because if things were instant for all of us then none of us would be stuck there's a process my process is to not run when the thoughts come to my head I don't want to drown it out with books I don't want to drown it out with food I don't want to drown it out with music I want to sit in the moment and feel what I was feeling at those moments in my life, I acknowledge the pain. And I'm going to tell you, acknowledging it for yourself can totally just change how you feel about the situation because we're so busy, or I won't say we, let me say me. I'm so busy trying not to show people that I'm sensitive or I don't want people to deem me as weak. And so I fake like it's no big deal. And nobody asks me about it because most people don't remember any of these events. Some people close to me don't even know. The work was mine. I feel what I feel. I remember it. And just like clouds, it's one of the things I say in my yoga class, When you see clouds, you don't reach up and try to grab them. You acknowledge them and let them pass. It is the same way with remembering the emotions of something traumatic. I might cry. I might scream. But I don't move from the space. I'll allow them to come. I don't try to grab them and put any extra meaning on them or give any extra attention to them. And I let them float away. I have to tell you, this is a repeat process. Like even as I'm sitting here, all of the visual pictures, the words, I hear them and see them all. But I'm not going to react and give them any more space than they've had in my life. Because the difference is, I now know I want to heal as opposed to hoping I will heal. Wanting to is an action. Therefore, I am more aware of the pain that is inside and I want to be free from it, not feel like I am enslaved by it. Our first step is acknowledgement. It happened. And if nobody's told you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it happened to you. I hope you forgive yourself. I hope you walk out of the shame. I hope you walk out of the guilt. I hope you walk out of the anger. I hope you walk out of the frustration because I wish somebody had said that to me. Can you see me? Can you hear me? Does it matter? I want to tell you that once you acknowledge it, It stops having so much power because you're not fighting yourself trying to avoid the thoughts. I'm stronger because of everything that happened to me. But the bitterness was making me rot inside. Not just the bitterness of the people who hurt me, but the bitterness of people who didn't rescue me because you know what? I needed to rescue myself. Support is great, but it's not always there and you can't stay stuck because someone won't come to your aid. Perhaps if I had spoken out to a different set of people, I might have been supported as opposed to rejected, but I didn't and it is what it is. Be open to your process. Let it run through. Let it run through and let it run through. Breathe, acknowledge, set it free. But you got to be open to it first. This is not by any means a full volume on how to heal because there are still things I need to heal from. But what I am saying is we're going to stop running. We're going to turn around and hug it. What do you have to teach me? And once that lesson is learned, I'm sending you. On your way. I want to keep this conversation going. I want this podcast to be about more than kettlebells and push-ups. We're in this thing to be holistically healthy. Mind, body, and spirit. Feel free to email me at hiphealthychick at gmail.com. Or find me on most social media platforms at Hip Healthy chick. Be well. Until next time.